Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from the Belmont studio here in Lexington, Kentucky. Amber is here with me in the studio. Amber, how's it going today? What's going on, Banks? Well, I just got a little tongue-tied with my words there. You know, this is take two of the podcast. This is take two. You know, I came to work prepared today. I had everything that I needed. I had a microphone for me. I had a microphone for you. And the little thing that I bought for $25 off of Amazon just did not want to work today to join our microphones together. <laughs> so here we go, recording the podcast once again. But how are you? Hey, this is, uh, I said it last time, I'll say it this time. This is the second time I've got to hang out with you this week. Yes. So uh, I think I'm going to end this week on a good note. Well, I just want to say this. You know, you mentioned that we are hanging out, like, for the second time this week. We've been hanging out a lot here lately. I looked at the past podcast, and I saw that you made your debut around May? It was May. 2018, or 2017. 17. So that's, we're approaching a year that you made your debut on this show, which is absolutely crazy. This is your 11th episode. Dang. And uh, you have re- replaced Nelly as the permanent co-host oh, on the show. I don't I like using. Nelly. I don't like using the word replace. I like using the word, um, uh, what's another word for replace? You're not replacing her, but you're, you're filling, you're stepping in as the new host, I guess. I, um, I am... It's hard to know. think of That's, a word. That is a hard thing to. I don't know what to say. It's not substitute, but you're just stepping in and uh, filling in for her I'm duties. Not, I'm, I'm your step wife. My, my step wife. My step wife. Yeah. Step wife. <laughs> I never did. Uh, well, we'll take. I'll take step wife. But uh, you have been on the show now almost a year. The eleven episodes. Uh, we're coming up on our two hundredth episode. I just want to say that. Um, for me, when I started this podcast, I wanted to do a show to where I had a lot of fun doing it. And I wanted to do a show with my friends because I thought that would be fun. And it just so happened to be that Nelly became the permanent co-host very organically. And it was natural. She just became the co-host. And then when she left, I it did give me an opportunity to do a lot of solo episodes here on yeah, the show. I listened to a lot of them. Yeah, and it did give me an opportunity to do the communication lecture series. Are you okay? Are you okay? She hit her toe or something, folks. But it did give me a chance to do the communication lecture series where I take a communication lecture and or a communication topic and lecture over it. But it did give me that time to do that. But I found myself becoming bored doing the podcast. And then I noticed that I wasn't having fun doing the podcast anymore. And the whole reason that I started the podcast was to have fun with it. Enter Amber. And here comes you. I think you set in one show. It wasn't even like a tryout. It wasn't like an audition. It was just, hey, you've never done the show before. That's Let's a travesty. Why don't you come on and do the show? Uh, it was just supposed to be a one-time deal, one-time episode type thing. And um, as I was doing the show, I was having so much fun doing it. And I said, wow, this is what I've really missed. This is what I've been missing as uh, you know, I've been missing a co-host on this show. Because here's the thing. When you do a show by yourself, you're basically just reporting the news. When you do a show with somebody, you're talking about the news. You're not just reporting the news. And I found like I was just reading headlines and just reporting the headlines. 
but with you on here, a co-host on here, I can report the news and talk about it. Talk about somebody it. to feed off of, someone to bounce things off of. And so, unfortunately, we have the same views. We do. We have the same views. We do disagree on some things, which makes our banter a little more interesting. But I think that we, as people, we look at things the same a lot. We do. And I think that's kind of, I don't think we have the same views on certain things that happen. We do a lot, but we, I think the way we approach life is very similar. I think that's why we're so much alike. And I think all the things we disagree on, I think you're just too afraid sometimes to say them because you know I'll beat you up. So I'm sorry that I'm a little late coming into the studio today. I forgot my wallet on the way here. And uh, I've got it, you know, it made me start start wondering because I got nervous on the way here. I was like, man, what if I get pulled over? I don't have my wallet. Do you know what happens if you don't have your wallet and you get pulled over and you, you know, don't have your ID on you? You know, personally, I hate carrying a wallet. I hate yes. uh, flashback Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, but, you know, and I have been pulled over without my ID, but I don't feel like that was like that big of an issue mm-hmm. when I was pulled over. Um I was pulled over for potentially texting and driving. I was not texting. And, and you driving. didn't have your wallet. I didn't I didn't have my wallet and I didn't have a coat and it was middle of November and I had about fifty boxes in the back of my car. So that's the setup for me getting pulled over with no driver's license. And and I don't know that she actually even asked for my driver's a license. Female cop interesting. She was a fe- she pulled me out of my vehicle, by the way, on Beaumont in the double diamond. Uh no coat. It's like 10 degrees outside. And asked me why I had all these boxes. And I thought, bitch, because I'm, I'm going to chop up bodies and put them in all these cardboard boxes and move them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so continue with the story. She, she she never asked me for my driver's license. Never? Never. Now that I think about it, she did not ask me for my driver's license. That is, I mean, I think the first thing that they're supposed to do is she ask She did not. You. That's But, you rare. know, when I wrecked, remember when I wrecked in uh, 2000 and what, 2012? Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, my officer that was at the scene of my crime, uh, or whatever, you know, my wreck, actually kept my driver's license. I had to coordinate with that officer to get back to get my driver's license. So I guess I've been on both spectrums. I've had one not ask me at all, and I've had one ask and take. Yeah. Well, it sounded like the one that kept your driver's license. Maybe it was just an accident. Maybe it was an accident that he kept it. Or maybe he was just a, a stalker police officer and <laughs> wanted to keep your driver's license for some reason. Well. So could have been, but you know, it got me thinking. You know, what would happen if I got pulled over without my driver's license? Do they just give you a ticket? I mean, you don't, you don't know. You've never I, been pulled over and asked for your driver's license without it. So I was wondering, do they just give you a ticket? I would I, assume. I would assume. I mean, they're not going to take you to jail over that. It's it's pro- the same as not having your car insurance with exactly. you. Exactly. So they would write you a ticket, and you probably have to take you your have to present and- driver's license into court and within even, the next 30 days. Now. Not even to court. And did you know, actually, in Fayette County, our clerk's office, uh, where we can go pay tickets, fines, things like that, did you know it's open 24 hours a day? Our clerk's office? You can go and pay fines 24 hours a day. That's just, convenient. That is very convenient. But I thought, who in the hell wants to go pay a parking ticket at 4 o'clock in the morning? Well, I didn't know that you could make deposits into your bank account after banking hours. I did not know that. Oh. You could go to U.S. Bank if you wanted to deposit $200 into your bank you account. You can through your... You can stop at the ATM yep. and put it in this little tube type thing and push it in the machine and then it gives you a deposit slip and it says it will be deposited when the bank opens back up. Yep. So, it doesn't... 
immediately put your money in there. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think I don't it immediately think it, puts it only, in there. The only time I think that they completely relinquish your money to you is if you do like a cash deposit. Yeah. So they probably hold some of it. But uh, now I know with uh, what's the other bank, you can take pictures of your checks yeah. and have checks deposited into your account. Something's weird about that, though. It is. It is weird. But Amber, a lot of weird things have been happening yes. across the uh, world, and I'm going to start with the. I don't want to claim being a part of this generation because I'm 30. You're not too far behind me, 29. But the younger people in this world are... You know, when I was a kid, I liked to play wrestling on my trampoline, play wrestling music, walk out with my little fake wrestling belt, and yeah. play wrestling. Uh, you were Snake Eyes. So I was Snake Eyes. You used to make up dance routines to Aaron Carter on your front porch and <laughs> hold up your hands and dance. But not way. But you. kids today... Are doing neither, but instead eating these things called tapods, which is oh. a pouch full of dishwashing detergent. It's laundry detergent. And laundry detergent. Is it dishwashing or laundry it's, detergent? It's laundry detergent. It's laundry detergent. It's yep. those tapod things that you throw in there and you, into your washer, mm-hmm. and the kids are eating them. Now, I know that they look very delightful and they look very I, tasteful. I you know, don't. it's kind of like going through a car wash and those little soapy things come on your car and it looks like you just want to lick it off because it looks like you know i've never been compelled to do that i have and (laughs) but but those but the kids today are taking those things and seeing that it looks appealing good enough to eat and they're eating it well you know here here's the thing um you know when i was young i ate dirt and I ate grass. You ate dirt and grass? Don't tell me you didn't because I know you did. No, I really... I, you used to eat paper banks. I saw you do it Who doesn't eat earlier. paper? Who, do, who doesn't eat paper? I'll sometimes pick up a sheet of paper and wad it up and put it in my mouth, boys. <laughs> and he's not lying. Uh, note to all of his future suitors. Um, he does eat paper. <laughs> I do eat paper, but I never ate dirt. Okay, well, that's besides the point. You know, everybody's got this natural curiosity about them, like, what that tastes like. Or, I mean, what was that, that catchphrase that was coined a few years ago? What that smell like. What that tastes like. Is you that know? why you ate dirt? It's because you were curious as to what it would taste like? I mean, yeah. So, sure. So when you ate it, did you find out that it tasted like... I was like, this tastes like shit. And I spit <laughs> it back out. So, I mean, but that right there goes to show, like, hey, she, she took a little nibble, a little sampling of dirt. Okay, you're right. I understand. So you're saying that the kids are doing it based off curiosity. No, the kids are doing it because they're dumb. But, uh, that's exactly right. They're doing it... Okay, I can see being curious as to know what it tastes like. Yeah, there's some things that I've eaten that I won't... Well, I'll admit it. Sure, I ate cat food one time, dog food one time, because I was curious as what it yeah, tasted like. Yeah, how old were you? Um, I was uh, 26. And, yeah, <laughs> I was like 26. So I ate it Look with... at this whole conversation's over <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, I was like 26. But I ate it just because I was curious of what it tasted like. But it's not the same with these kids. They're not... Yeah, they can be curious. I understand that. But... It's now become a national story where the news is reporting that what they are eating is dangerous. They're seeing and reading that it is dangerous, but yet they're still eating it. So it doesn't, well, I they mean, can't use that the, as an excuse anymore. It's the same with, you know, people say, oh, alcohol's bad for you. What does that make, you know, people want to do even more? Oh, well, shit, if that's bad for me, I got to have more. But I don't get it. People are foaming out of the mouth when they're eating this. Well, I mean, rent cycle, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, 
I wish I really, in all honesty, sometimes I wish that I could maybe give some kind of inkling of, you know, hey, this is why they do things like that. But, shit, I can't bring myself to that level. Yeah. I can't. I don't understand it. I mean, it's those things are, uh, they're made for your clothes. Well, I don't even like them for my clothes. They don't even smell that good. Now, those gain flings, those are pretty good. If people want to start eating those, I mean, the price has come down on the Tide Pods, so I'm not too upset about that, you know. So, Tide Pods and social media, I guess that pretty much sums up this new generation. Uh, Tide Pods, social media, and... Um, Tide Pods and social media. Yeah. But speaking of social media... Logan Paul, one of the biggest social media stars in the world. Of 2017, he of two, was. Of 2017, we, we should say. He is a former Vine video poster. He was. And he became famous for making just simple, little, small, six, seven-second Vine videos. How long was Vine videos? Uh, you know, when Vine originally started out, it was about seven to ten seconds. Then we got up to about 15, 30 seconds. And, uh, you know... He was actually pretty funny. Yeah, he was making videos. He was funny. And you can't be not funny and be as, as followed and be as um, endorsed as he was. No, I mean... Because he was very... There's this guy named Andrew Connie from Nicholasville. He's got millions of views. Millions. I kid you not. Millions of views. And he is not funny. Andrew, if you listen to this, I would never invite you on this show because you're not funny. Ooh. I would never have you as a part of this show because I don't think that you're entertaining. I think that what happened with your videos is that you decided to post something. He posted a video about strip clubs in Eastern Kentucky. Okay. Actually, we had a whole conversation about that yeah, today. He posted about strip clubs in Eastern Kentucky. And he it's so forced when he's telling the story. It is so forced forced like he's trying to be funny and his videos are not even natural you can tell he's pausing the video and taking breaks to think about what he's going to say next and people are eating it up it's getting millions and millions of fault and people are like dude you're so funny you didn't and then i look a year later at his page and he has just went viral it's like it's just like aids it's like he's he's Got infested with this virus and now, it's just who, who spread throughout his entire body. It's like it is. It's just a viral internet. That video about the strip clubs in Eastern Kentucky went what viral. What did he even talk about? He just talked about how you know, just how they're skanky. The strippers are skanky. Okay. And, yeah, and every other video he posted after that, he's got about twenty, thirty videos now. You can look him up. It's called Andrew Con Comedy, but his videos are so not funny. And I think they're not funny is because. I'm from the mountains. Those people that I hear, those are the real funny people. The people who don't try. The people like your brother, for instance, oh, who geez. could make who could make a mime start screaming in you tears. You mean like how he told me I could piss a happy meal off? Well, that time he said that you could stand <laughs> on the porch and, uh, and no, uh, no. on Wednesday and see both Sundays if <laughs> a guy was a, blind, if a guy I, was cross-eyed. No, it was you know, I mean. Be more fucked up than Bobby Hamilton. Stay on the porch on Wednesday and see both Sundays. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, stand on the porch on Wednesday and see both Sundays. So, now, who, who is this uh, gentleman that we're talking about? Andrew Kahn. Andrew Kahn. Yeah. C-O-N-N. C-O-N-N. He's got a thing called Conomy. Conomy. Comedy. He's trying to 
say, but he is not funny. And it's blowing my mind that he is getting all of this following, but yet he does not have any endorsements. Because like I said, back to the whole original story, Logan Paul is actually funny because you cannot be getting endorsements and not be good. Nobody's going to be spending money on you. No, and they they really did you, I mean did you watch the Paul brothers because it wasn't just originally Logan Paul. There were two of them. There's Jake and there's Logan. And I mean did you get into Vine? I know you did because I used to read yeah. some of your stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, Vine was just awesome in general. Yeah. It was just a platform people to go on, make some funny videos. And you know, I've I find myself now going back and watching them, you know, Vine's been dead for a year. That's a tragedy. Uh, but, you know, him, Logan and Jake both made this little, um, I know they called it MagCon, which was, you know, where all of these younger, you know, adolescent, you know, young adult boys would kind of get together. And it originally started out with, oh, man, these guys are hot and they're kind of funny. And then it just led from there. And now, you know, look at him. You know, he had all these endorsements. He at least had over a million dollars worth of endorsements because after his first big incident that put him on the map, he actually agreed to sign over a million dollars worth of his endorsements to the Suicide Foundation because, you know, everybody knows he went to the suicide forest in Japan and he pretty much acted like a fucking dick. Yeah, he went out there. So, this guy, very, uh, very popular social media star, got a lot of endorsements and like I said, you are not you're not getting endorsements unless you're good. Because when we're talking about money, people are not going to spend money on you if you're not good. Because no. it's money out of their pocket. It's like, it's like uh, there's no such thing as political pool in uh, professional sports. And hear me out on this. Like the NBA is not going, the Chicago Bulls is not going to draft John Calipari's son. Who has more pool than John Calipari? Nobody. John Calipari's got a lot of pool. But is the Bulls going to spend millions of dollars on Brad because of pool? No. No, 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 no. Because the Bulls is an organization owned by one man. And a man who is a billionaire is not going to throw millions of dollars at a kid because he likes his daddy. Nope. He ain't going to do that. So, same with endorsements. This guy was good. But like you said, when you are good... And you have endorsements. You got to be really careful. You got you you to be so careful in what you do. Your life is your life is no longer your own. No longer your own. Your like, own. For instance, this show I love it because we can be free. We can be off the cuff. We don't have to tone anything down. Nope. We don't have to tone nothing down. But if this show was ever lucky enough to get on terrestrial radio. There's going to be some things we would have to calm down. Now, we wouldn't tone it down to the point to where the show would not be the, hey. the authentic show that it is. But we would have to watch our cuss words. We would have to watch certain things we say. Because of endorsements, people are not going to spend money on you nope. and give you money. Think about what's the most famous you movie you can think about that they pretty much rip open and... Endorsing advertisement. What is the one movie you can think of? Come out in the nineties, and I love it. I quote this movie as much as I. You're not talking about I, private parts. I'm talking about Wayne's World. Never seen it. You've never seen Wayne's World. Never seen it, but continue the story. You can yell at me later. Oh my gosh. Okay, Wayne's World. Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. Uh, one of the 
one of the top three favorites of me, so I don't see how you've not watched it. But, you know, it's just these two guys who kick it in Wayne's mom's basement. They have a public cable access television show, and it's called, what's it called? Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Mm -hmm. And this one night, Rob Lowe, love Rob Lowe, laying in bed with this girl that he's been, you know, perusing. And she comes across the show. She starts giggling. You can tell she's younger. Long story short, they buy the show. Mm -hmm. They give them money, want to put them on TV. And what they do is they come in and they break up everything that these guys have built. They're loud. They're obnoxious. They're uh, rude in a sense. They make fun of people. But they're hilarious. And, you know, this entire movie just goes to show that, you know, once you sign something... You're signing your life over. And they signed over the one thing that they had spent time to build, and that was a following yeah. of people who just love Party on Garth, Party on Wayne. Yeah. And they ruined it. And it shows how they literally fight like hell to get it back. Yeah. And, that, I mean, that's the best thing. You know, I think people who are younger who are getting into this business, they should have to watch that, you know. When you sign up for something, uh, you can't run around no more uh, setting shit on fire. So this Logan Paul kid went to a very famous suicidal park. He did. He went to a park, and I don't know what the hell he was thinking. It was. It's a park where people go to commit suicide. People will go. And uh, where's it at? It's in Japan. Yeah. It is in Japan, and it is something that we have heard about our entire life. And he went to this park with his friends, with had his, his friends. phones out, recording just like he always probably does, trying to make a little video, but he ends up in a split second ruining his career because he takes his phone, shines it over to a spot where a dead body lays to where someone had apparently committed suicide. And he posted it on the internet. That, That was the thing, you know, I think that pissed people off was, I mean... If he would have honestly thought, okay, like, this is, like, life-changing, and and that's what he said. He said, you know, this was a life-changing event. I'm going to tell you, if there's a life-changing event that happens, by God, they ain't nobody going to know but me, my mama, and God. I would not have posted it for everybody on the internet. Well, it's something that, in a matter of seconds, his career ended. In a matter of seconds, he was looking at his phone, and he could see his career just go down the tubes, just... Well, every load, every low little button that came across his phone, it was just letting him know, hey, your career is about to die. Well, now you you would have thought that in that instance, that boy would have been like, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But lo and behold, you know, Forrest Gump said it best, stupid is as stupid does. Yeah. And uh, what did that little son bitch do over the weekend? He ended up posting another controversial video. And I, I, you know, it's not even funny. Like, I sit and thought about it, and I really have. I've thought about it a couple of times, and we even made jokes about Delford when we were talking about it earlier, uh, about the sewer monsters, remember? He tased a rat. He tased a rat. A he, dead rat. A dead, not one, but two. Yeah. He tased two dead rats, and then, you know, uh, What was why? the big deal about that, though, like, that got people so upset? I mean, he tased a rat. Rats are rodents. I mean, nobody cares about a rat. A rat's the lowest well, thing on the totem pole nah. for anything for anyone to care about. I, uh, what did people... What was it about that that got people so bent out of shape on? Well, I just want to know why. Like, you really don't have anything else better to do in your life other than tase... A dead animal, because at the end of the day, regardless of what kind of animal it is, it's still an animal. It still lived. It still breathed. It still ate. It still thought. But it still had parents somewhere that loved it. You gotta, you, you know. gotta think though. 
a guy who posts material all the time, you're going to eventually run out of stuff to post. So, you got to constantly keep yourself so fresh. You you tase rats, and that that's supposed to be funny. It's not funny, but why did people get so bent out of shape on that? Well, buddy, because I just don't want to open up my YouTube and see this little some bitch who makes five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars more every 30 seconds than I do tasing a damn rat. Yeah, I think I understand. So I'm guessing that it's really not a big deal in the eyes of other people. It's not like he did something to wear. Nothing like the dead body. No, no, no. That was big. But the fact that he... The fact that he's a little son of a bitch. That he tased rats. The fact that he tased rats uh, really wasn't the thing. But I think what really pissed people off it was the endorsers who endorse him, who give him all this money, saying, you know what, I don't want to be a part of this guy anymore. No, because think about, you know, back in high school, and, you know, we had this whole conversation. You know, did you really want to endorse the boy who peaked in high school? Because at this point, that's what he's looking like. He's yeah. looking like, all right, here's this little punk-ass kid, need to cut his hair, need to probably get some braces and fix his teeth. You know, he was all right looking in the beginning, his ass getting a little old, and now he's tasing rats? Yeah. Like, mm-mm, buddy. What platform is he using now? Vine doesn't exist, so what's he's he using? He's been using YouTube. He's been on YouTube, and you know... Is his videos longer? Yes, I think they have been, you know, uh, I think they've been, um, five, six minutes is usually about what you see come out of people, and you know, five, six minutes, you think, ah, ain't nobody pitch y'all five, six minutes. By God, yes, they can, because he, he has succeeded to do it every second of those videos. Logan Paul hit his peak. Logan Paul hit his peak 20 years ago when he came up out of his mama's womb. He just unfortunately was decent looking and made friends with some of the right people. You know, Shawn Mendes. That's where Shawn Mendes got his whole start. One of the biggest travesties, I think, in a person's life is when they peak in high school. (laughs) Let me elaborate on this. Peaking in high school is when... We all know these people. We do. We all know these people, and the listeners can really relate to this because we and most you, of my listeners are older. Well, and if they can't relate, that's probably because they are the peaker. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Throw that out there. So, we all know those people who were really popular in, in high, high school. school. I mean, they played the sports. They were smart. They had all the girls. They had all the guys. Maybe they had both. They had it all. They wore the best clothes. They wore. They smelled the best. Or like they they, they looked the best. They were just. They were the it person. They were. They were were who everybody wanted to be friends with. They were the person everybody wanted to hang out with, be like, be seen with. But after high school was over, after they walked across that stage and got their diploma. That was the absolute peak of their entire life, was the whole four-year high school experience was the peak, which means everything going forward in their life, and there's a lot that goes forward, if you're lucky and blessed enough to live after high school, but at going forward... You're supposed to have great accomplishments after. You're supposed to... That is when you really are supposed to get life going, but those people who peaked in high school, they never can get... Above what they were like in high school. That was the best they let, they'll ever be. That's the greatest accomplishment that they'll ever have is the things they had in high school and the person they was in high school is the highest accomplishment that they'll ever have. And you know what? That There's nothing wrong with that. 
There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you and I made it a point to tell each other 10 years ago that that would never be us. It will never be us. And I made it a point. I told myself one time, I said, I will. I hated high school. And I, I'll, I've told my listeners this. This is nothing new. Hated high school. High school was a terrible experience for me. Didn't like it. Um, my senior year was a different story. I did like my senior year. We had a lot of fun senior year. Senior year was fun. Freshman, sophomore, junior, hated it. And I'll tell you why. When I went to grade school, I had good friends. But when I went to high school, those friends all played sports. Yeah. And they turned their back on me. They wouldn't talk to me. They thought I was less of a person, wasn't as cool because I wasn't playing sports. And they really, they really just shunned me. And it really hurt me. I mean, and I fell into a very sad time in my life when I was really like a freshman, sophomore in high school because I didn't really have any friends. I didn't, I felt like I didn't have any friends. You were my friend. Let's get that. Oh my God. You, you were my friend. But I felt like that my boys, my boys, my guy friends. I wouldn't be boy. They were, would you shut up and let me speak? <laughs> I felt like my boys just turned their back on me. And... You know, all's love and fair and war, and we reconciled. You know, we we became friends again uh, as we got more mature and old, older, and they realized that that stuff wasn't important. But a lot of people go through that too. Yeah. But we all have seen those popular people in school, popular girls, popular guys, and then we see them now. Hey. We've been out of high school twelve years now, and we see them now, and they. Never have accomplished anything that's worth talking about. And they probably couldn't tell you a bigger accomplishment to top them getting most valuable player their senior year of high school. Well, you know, you you and I had this conversation Friday night. And I don't think at the time you realized how much it was going to like... Make me feel better about myself. And, you know, I can't, I don't like using other people's pain to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. I think that's something you and I can both agree on. We don't like doing that. Because no. there's no sense in it. There's no sense in that. But, you know, when we had the conversation about that one particular person and how they got chubby. Yeah. You remember we had that conversation? Yeah. We were having a conversation about someone we knew who, who just got fat over the years. And, you know, this person made it a point my seventh, eighth grade, you know, even freshman year to always take jabs at me for being fat. Well, guess what, baby? I'm still fat, <laughs> but at least I'm not living in a holler back home. Yeah. You know, your ass is now fat, roly-poly, uh, living back probably in your mom and daddy's house. There's nothing wrong with living in a holler. Let's just put it that way. No, nothing, nothing wrong with living in a holler. Nothing wrong with living in a holler. Nothing wrong with living in a hollow. Because those people, I can't believe I just said hollow, hollow. I know, you did. Those people are good people. Saw to the earth. Eastern Kentucky people, saw to the earth. Love them. Love them. I, you know, I, but I, I love where I'm from. what you meant to say was living in a holler and uh, continue what you meant to say. Because you need to, I think, you, I don't well, want you, you know, to here I am, send you know, the wrong message well, across. I guess the message I'm trying to send is, just because I was fat then, yeah. and you weren't fat, did not make you any better than me. Exactly. And guess what? I'm still fat, and now your ass is fat, but guess what? 
I grew up and I bought a house with my own money. I grew up, I bought a car with my own money. I go to work every day and save people's lives. I have a husband who goes to work every day and saves people's lives. I got a best friend that goes to work every day and teaches kids, you know, to grow up. I don't to teach be. kids, I teach adults. Well, they're young. Yes. <laughs> Most of my kids. Young <laughs> and dumb and full of... I didn't say it. You did it. That's why I let you finish saying it. You know, all I'm saying is, you know, just because you are a particular way when you're growing up, you know, say you were the scrawny kid with acne. Yeah, I was going to say full of inspiration. Yeah, say I was was not going. I was the scrawny kid. You were the scrawny kid with acne. I was the fat kid, but guess what? That was never who I was. That was never who I was, and I knew that. I told myself. My freshman, sophomore year of high school, I said, I will never peak in high school. And we didn't. And we didn't. And I won't. I will continue every year to try to do something to better myself, whether it be I become a better employee. You know, here I am. I'm going back to college in almost 30. You know, I, I'm i striving. I've made a goal 2018, going to be a better wife and friend. Exactly. I even said, uh, I'll go as far as saying I didn't peak in my 20s. I don't want to have lived out my peak. I don't want to peak. I don't want to peak until I, wanna peak. I want to peak the day before I die. Yeah. The day before I die. Yeah. You always want to be chasing... Something. <coughs> Something. <coughs> Excuse me. You obviously need to chase a Kleenex. <coughs> I'm not sneezing. That's a cough. I don't know why people confuse my well, coughing and sneezing. You threw your saliva all over me a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know how we got off on that, but peaking in high school something we don't want to do. Tragic news happened, and you probably didn't hear about this, Amber. Uh, because it just happened a couple of hours ago. There was a helicopter crashed in the Grand Canyon. It was a helicopter. It was one of those helicopters that does tours, that takes people that are there visiting the Grand Canyon and want to see it from a better view. It's a tour helicopter that takes people up, shows them around the Grand Canyon. Well, it crashed, and it killed four people. I don't know about you, but I'm not someone who just wants to jump on a plane whenever there's one taken off. No. I don't like to fly. I've like I like flying, but I like planned flying. I like planned flying. I like uh, it's the only way to travel. It gets you from point A to point B, and it saves a, a lot of time. But I'm not a big fan of it because I don't want to crash. I think crashing would be one of the most fearful ways to die. Well, I don't think it's so much that people fear the crashing as people fear they don't have control. Because when you drive. You feel as though you are fully in control. Yeah. And when you're just sitting, well, guess what? Yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's funny you say that because there, the likelihood that you crash in an airplane is less likely than what you would, uh, you know, crashing in a car. Yep. But people are more comfortable in a car because they have control. You have control. But those people were flying over the Grand Canyon and they crashed. And it reminds me of a local story from back where uh, you and I are from. In 2011, a helicopter took the lives of four young girls that were our age. Yep. Hopefully I get these names right. Katie Bentley. Was it? It was uh, Tiffany. Tiffany Spartman. Spartman. uh, But she was actually married by that point. And I cannot think of what her name is. Tiffany Spartman. Miranda you're killing this right now. Miranda, what was her last name? you got to help me finish these names. You don't know, do you? Miranda something. 
I do until you start uh, asking me. And Cassie Robinson. Yeah. Was it just those three? And that and the gentleman who was flying the plane. Yeah, the pilot. So there was four people total. Morgan. Morgan was Miranda's last name. Miranda Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Miranda Morgan. And these girls were that you know, you talk about something that really the plane crash hurt around the county. Yeah, I mean, it was sad, and I think it was sad because, you know, we just, we did not experience death a lot. It hit home because you don't hear about people dying in plane crashes. No, people you, that you let don't, you know. You don't hear about plane crashes very often, and, and to be honest with you, we we had never really dealt with death, you know, in our community. You know, one of the first big deaths that, you know, we dealt with, unfortunately, was my best friend, you yeah. know, and that was 2005, you know, so for, you know, a good six years, you know, things were kind of... Quiet. Yeah, that helicopter crash, it really was, uh, it stunned me. I remember hearing about it when I th- you told me. It was you that called and told me about it. You called me on the phone and told me what happened, and I could not believe it. And it was just, you must have heard it like 30 minutes after it broke. Because I heard it. right after you told me that, I get on Facebook, and I have like 15 messages asking me if I heard about what happened. And then I started getting phone calls and texts. Did you hear what happened to the girls, to the girls, to the girls? And I'm like, oh my God, no. And they said that they died in a plane crash. But I think what was so crazy about that story is just the way they died. And yeah. I don't know the full story. There's all this, these rumors and speculation of how they died. The cockpit filled up with smoke. and You know, I never, I don't wanted, know. To, I never wanted to think about that because one of the girls on there, I absolutely, I love her sister. And I, I love, uh, Tiffany Spartman had one of the best, I want to say support groups for her before and, you know, and... We'll say pre and post mortem. You know her; she has wonderful friends mm-hmm. and her sister and her actually her entire family. I have never seen a family be more dedicated to remembering how beautiful somebody was. Like yeah. they never, you know, they keep her memory alive. They alive, do a very good job at that. But it's such a positive. Yeah. You know, when I see Katie talk about her, when I see Holly talk about her, you know, when I see Kayla Brown talk about her, when I see these people talk about her, it's always so positive and uplifting. And, you know, I just, I hope and pray that one day that I will have, you know, an inkling of what this, you know, of what this person had, you know, as far as, you know, support, you know, during and after life. But I don't get up in airplanes like that, little small planes. I one time got up on a little Cessna with Stephen Click. Uh, who I used to live with, and we flew to Nashville, and I didn't fly back. We flew there, and when it was time to go home, I said, I'm not getting back into that airplane, because I felt it was very strange that you could climb up into an airplane, a little airplane, and roll down your window and stick your arm out just like you're riding in a car. Because <laughs> that's literally what I did. Like, I rolled down my window and put my arm out, hung my arm out the window, 8,000 feet up in the air. But I could not believe how... I mean, where I was, I said, what did I get myself into? There was a little hole in the bottom of this little Cessna that you could spit, and you could just watch your spit fall 8,000 feet. And it was terrifying. You felt everything. You could open the door. If you leaned on the door and you fell out, bye. (laughs) And when we got to Nashville, I said, no, I'm I'm not flying back with you. And I didn't. I ended up spending the night in Nashville and uh making the trip home by car. But I won't get in a small plane like that. I won't do tours like that. No. I will never get up 
in a helicopter and do a little tour. The only way I will ever get up in a helicopter, hear me now, is unless I have to be airlifted in a helicopter. I will not get in one voluntarily to see no tour, to see nothing like that. I don't even... I'm not even a big fan of private planes. If I become rich and famous, uh-huh. you won't see me in no private plane. Oh, where are you going to be at? Was it Bow Wow that was the one that made the news for faking that he was on a private jet? Uh, oh, it was Bow Wow. <laughs> it was Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. When he would, uh, he would take a picture of, um, you know, standing there beside of a car. And, and it wasn't really his. It really it was like wasn't his car. Company. It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, people did that little challenge where they would make fun of Bow Wow by posting a picture similar to what he did. We should do that. We should. But uh, that's not the only crash that happened today. And you don't hear about plane crashes very often. There no. was a plane crash that killed over 70 passengers in Russia. And it's... A big deal, just because it didn't happen in the U.S., it's still a big deal. You know, the world's a big place. This yeah. world is not just the United States. No. And this happened in Russia. Over 70 people lost their lives. It's just scary. It's scary to think that people can die in these little aircrafts, man. Well, and you know what scares me most is, you know, the older I get, the more like super, like superstitious I get. Yeah. I feel like bad things happen in threes. You do? I do. I, you know, I, I, and I know my husband probably is like, she's crazy. Uh, but I do. I feel like the older I get, I feel like things happen in threes. Yeah. So I'm just waiting, you know, what's going to be the next thing that's going to happen. Well, I don't know what the next thing that's going to happen. But I do know that this song is by Tom Petty. And it's one of my favorite songs that he ever sang. And I might make this the official theme song of all because I love it so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the show. Amber, thank you for being here. This has been Adam Banks with Off the Cuff. We will see you in the next episode. Who's going to get it? Who's going to get it?